This is Four Network. Credo is the daft of the Football Daft podcast. Is that a good story? Is that a good story? I've got an encyclopedia brain. He's got a damn man nothing. <laughs> Fuck's sake. What are you, a fucking hula? <laughs> this is Football Daft. You're a Rangers man. Aye. I'm a Hearts man. <laughs> With Ewan Cameron. I work for Showtime in ESPN. <laughs> and. Be the top end of Stevenson. And a very warm welcome to the final football daft before Christmas. I'm absolutely buzzing about Christmas, Grado. How are your crackers? Crackers are doing well. <laughs> Looking forward to Christmas Day as I've got a day off. So, yep. Do you. Celebrate Christmas because you've got the panto, or is it just a complete, you know, on the treadmill constantly? No, well, we only we, we have a Boxing Day show, you know, in, in the afternoon, and we have one at night. And I, you know, it feels as if there's a lot of people that come to the show think, Rough, why did we book up to come on Boxing Day? That's what I feel as if they're like, <laughs> This was a bad idea, I feel they say, but um, it, it does pick up, but. Christmas Day is a, it's, it's a, it's a day I need to rest, man. I'm looking forward to the Gavin and Stacey Christmas special. Oh, can't wait I've been watching that one. back. That's utter rubbish. Oh, you talk shite. Oh, what do you my like? God. You talk shite. What do you Gavin like? and Stacey, right. do me a favour. <laughs> it's just like the worst of English humour. It's rubbish. And a bit of Welsh, obviously. I love two doors. Would you? Eh, two doors down. Sorry, okay. I love. Uh, would you watch Gavin and Stacey? <laughs> now, two doors down. I like. <clears throat> I like that. Scott Squad. I like. Mm-hmm. Gavin and Stacey is absolute doo doo. I bet you like the Vicar of Dibley. Um, is that the one with Don French in it? Aye, it's got Don French in it. It's crap. <laughs> I like Don French. Oh. Uh, You've really gone down in my estimation. Think so? I thought you were like a kind of cool guy, millennial. Mate, Smithy. Cool you never seen Smithy where he comes into the England team and G's him all up? That's fucking comedy gold for me, big man. Love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Well, we're here. Tana, tell me. Just don't miss a doer. What are you doing on Christmas Day? Uh, Christmas Day, we always make pancakes. For your breakfast. Scramble egg. Tell you that. A wee glass of champagne. Nice one. Is there yeah. any smoked salmon there? No. Uh, no, because they're veggie, and I'm. I could have smoked salmon, Aye. but they always complain if I have the best in the house. The best thing about Christmas Day for me is two, two things that I love: prawn cocktail and maybe fucking pigs and blanket things. Oh, I could eat them. about forty-two of them, Aye. and I love see with the prawns. I don't like king prawns are all right, but I like the wee scabby fuckers for Iceland. I like the wee tiny wee. I like the wee tiny prawns. I love them. J- J- John, John, <clears throat> Christmas Day. Would you have which chicken? Ah, salmon to start, then the turkey. You know, one year, mum and dad, um, they decided to have a lemon turkey, and I thought that sounds all right, but the hang just tasted like fucking lemon. Basically, they bought a turkey with about forty-five lemons stuck up its hoop, so it, there was no other taste apart from lemon. It was disgusting. <clears throat> that was that was a bad year. I always sometimes have a gripe at folk that have a Chinese takeaway. I never get that, I never get that. Although I used to, when I was young, we used to go to Punjab and Sulkits in Christmas Day. I quite enjoyed nice, that. Nice, nice. Aye, but the place that's <clears throat> there now, apparently there was, there was scraps, there was... Scraps of food? No, no, no. Boxing? Aye, boxing. Aye, oh, really? Because of boxing the, the day? On it. Aye, aye, just the day before boxing. So, um, 
think this year we're going to go to my dad's. Obviously, puppies are in town. My dad's uh, golden retriever, Jeannie, had uh, eight puppies, uh, which, funnily enough, made page three of the Sunday day, the first time you've seen uh, puppies in page three in a long time. <laughs> but, uh, I, so I managed to make uh, page three the sun. Oh, How wow. that stuff gets in the paper, I have no idea, but there you go. I put it to you that they hear it on the Football Daft podcast and then put it in a few days later. Right. Quite right too. It's a good source of news. But you want to football see, daft podcast. You want to see the Nicky's foes, but I'm lying in my belly. I've got my my horns and my chin like that dead. Oh, it's a, but way, it's good publicity because you say you've got your hands where on my chin, on your chin, mm-hmm. singular. Now, but two <laughs> weeks ago, before you started the panto, right. it was chins plural. You're well, listen, really trim, mate. Listen, well done. Listen, I've got a double chin, right? And no, I, is, I could go do to about seven and a half stain, and I'd still have this big fucking <laughs> this Ayrshire totty neck. Underneath, I don't my think. Gen- I think you genuinely, genuinely look like you've lost. Oh, weight. I've been I'm grafting, mate. I've been grafting. I really have. I've been grafting. I've been costume. It's, I, I, I. There's loads of layers, <coughs> and there's lots of running around. Is it reeking? Ah, it's bogging. It's bogging. <laughs> it's bogging. It's bogging. Seen the tunnel. I worked in the tunnel for years, as you know. All what do you mean the tunnel with the football ground? Yeah, the football ground, and all those bloody mascots coming in and out, and they all want to shake your hand. They are all absolutely reeking because the guys in there are sweating buckets. Oh, they're in the big. Th- aye. Right, and do they do they keep in gimmick? Do they do all that where they don't talk to you? And they, yeah, you know what I mean, aye. yeah, yeah. Aye, yeah. Aye, aye. Occasionally, if you're back shop, you might see them take the heat off. They'll, oh. they'll crack the heat off it, and uh, they'll <laughs> yeah, be all sweaty, Betty. <laughs> Listen, what's your favourite Christmas record? Uh, John, what's yours? You can have a think as well. Christmas Probably Rapid by the waitresses. Christmas Rapid by the waitresses. I love that. Was never a hit. Massive song though. What about um, when Will Young won Pop Idol? That was oh, the Christmas Will Young. This is. You take Gavin and Stacey and now Will Young. Uh, you are steaming. Make this night, make it evergreen. That's not a Christmas song, was it? Aye. It's not a Christmas song, but it was, a, it was a Christmas number one. But I would suppose the song that really gets me gone is. He loves. He did, 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 the fairy tale of New York. Aye, I love that. So, do you want to know my? The Shane bells Mag- are ringing. Out, na, 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 do you want na, na, to know na. my Shane McGowan story? So, I was at an old firm game at Celtic Park. I'm in the tunnel at the Celtic Park before they did it up, and the the doctor's room was right at the top of the tunnel, next to the Terry Butcher Memorial door. <laughs> right, and the door opens, and behind the Celtic Club doctor is the one and only Pogues frontman himself. At the old firm game, Shane McGowan. And if I said to you he was a shade of green, I wouldn't be lying. And I think the big man had maybe a wee spew. Oh, was he? He did a wee whitey at the game, and it was a midday kickoff. Respect. That boy obviously knows how to party. Did he ken you? Uh, <laughs> I don't think he knew where he was. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm not sure whether he saw the game or not, but he did a right good kick at the ball. And whenever I see the video... For Fairy Tale of New York with the Pogues and Kirsty McCall, I think of, I think that, of that moment oh. and I wonder, I wonder what his insides would have been like after that. Christ. Anyway, it's a festive special. We've got a few extra, extra features coming up. We've got our festive quiz. I'll kick your arse at that, I'm telling well, you. Okay. Well, again, you've been in this business for longer than I've fucking been alive. So I know, you're going gonna, gonna to have the, the advantage so it yeah. might be millennial questions or questions about snowflakes, right, okay. four snowflakes. Okay, it might be. Um, so you might win. I better uh, hedge my bets on that one. We've also got 
a very special festive sexy Santa coming up on Ho Ho Ho, Who Are You? Right, okay, excited. I'm looking forward to that. Right. You'll never know who it is. You'll never get it. And, of course, we have Rangers legend Craig Moore coming on the show, oh. which I was delighted about because, as I said, I thought that he was going to be on FaceTime. From his home on the Gold Coast. Yep. Uh, but in actual fact, he's we got him, brother. We got him. He's come home specially for the Football Daft podcast, and I'm really, really pleased about that. Oh, we've also got the Christmas donkey. We've been asking everyone to tweet their donkey, but before we do that, it's time for this. Grado's rant. Right, I made an asset last night. It was choking for a pizza. Dom Domino's in Stevenson. <laughs> so I, I've lost my bank card, so I could only pay it with Apple Pay. But with Apple Pay, you need to pay £25, right? So I got two, I was in the mood for two large pizzas. The American cheeseburger two? one. I, Where did I, was, I was my bird. <clears throat> the American cheeseburger one and a hot dog one. Oh, I, I, you heard it yet? Oh, it is. Oh, tremendous. Oh, it's tremendous. It's something else. So, so you put in the two large pizzas and it came to something like, £23, so I had to add an extra to, to, to thing it up. No, so I put in chicken strippers. So fucking, I'm waiting there and I'm like that. Five minutes later, it says, your, uh, your, your, your food's on the way. And I'm going, Christ, that was quick for two pizzas to be made. Right, guy comes to the door and it's your cell. <laughs> no, I heard that in five minutes. And he hands me all these <laughs> seven, seven boxes. And I'm going, what? I'm going, none of these are pizzas. He went, mate, that's your order. Looked at the order. Some reason, I've made an arse of the app. I ordered seven boxes of chicken strippers. <laughs> I never get any fucking pizza. Seven chicken strippers. I'm gutted. Seven, so seven and you get five in them. It's had 35 chicken strippers. There's 21 chicken strippers lying in my house right now. Because I never ate them and I never get my pizza. So I watched my Gavin and Stacey Christmas special with my oh. chicken strippers and went to my bed. Absolutely devastated. So there's my rant because app's <laughs> shite and you need to spend £25 and my voice is gone and I need to sing. What's the hot dog one like? I never go to Dafty! You fucking tube. Now let's get mildly festive, Grado. <laughs> We're looking for the football daft donkey that disgraced your team and we put it open on uh, Twitter and we asked you to tweet in your nominations for these donkey duds and i tell you what my phone didn't stop over the week we've got some here what which, which one catches your eye grado what's this that people have, have sent in for, for donkeys well we've got rab weir here who says he hated ian black before he joined rangers when he joined rangers i hated him even more <laughs> <laughs> oh come on uh, alan brown a bit of a topical one here says freddie lungberg for Celtic. You forget he signed for Celtic. Do you know what? I, rem I remember interviewing him at Berwick Rangers after a Scottish Cup game. He hardly <laughs> kicked the ball that? in that game Aye. and he didn't do anything else after that. Anyway, so yeah, the Arsenal uh, caretaker manager, Freddie Lundberg, underpants model. Sorry, he was pants for Celtic. <laughs> uh, Danilo Ottaviano says, do we and Daniel... My, how'd you say that? Mastorovic. Uh, uh, no, do we never get a fair crack at a whip? Do uh, we diddy was an absolute pudding. Famously, of course, played one game for Celtic and it was the defeat at Clyde uh, uh, on Roy Keane's debut as well. Roy Keane did, of course, recover and have a decent 
a few games for Celtic. Diana Storovich was brought in by Neil Lennon at the start of his uh, first season in full control about 10 years ago. I thought he was all right. Big, mm. strong Swedish international defender. Yep. Yep. Anyway, Ross Mabel uh, says, my donkey is the whole of this season's Hearts team. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Reid says, Blair Henderson for Stolen Albion. He scored 10 goals in one season, but six were penalties. Useless. That's a unfair. That's <laughs> Matt, that's the right kind okay, of uh, useless. Here's a belter for you from your club. I feel so, yeah, boy, I'm giving you a shout out, mate. Keep the heat up. Don't listen to this gun. Yeah. Yeah, come on. We're all, we, we are all Hendo. We're all Hendo. Davy Nimsey uh, has come up with a great shout from uh, the Alec McLeish era at Rangers <clears throat> when the cost cuts were kicking in there. Egil Ostenstadt. Oh, he was horrific. I think, did he have a Premier League winner's medal with Blackburn? He was absolutely. I mean, his legs had gone, to be fair. Oh, yeah. But there's there's legs going, and, there, and there's, you know, standing with your oh. legs and nailed to the ground, and the big man was a latter. Stuart Young says, goalkeeper Leno Letizia at Rangers. What I remember that about oh, that was. Oh, good shout. That is a good shout because McGregor was ready. McGregor was ready at that time. And like when refused to play McGregor, I remember that. But it got a wee bit uncomfortable because, you know, Rangers fans. Did not like Letizia at all. They were right. <clears throat> and the arse fell out of Letizia's uh, shorts because he just absolutely bottled it. I wonder if he's doing right now. He's probably counting his millions somewhere. <laughs> Craig Graham says, take your pick from the Claude Anelka fiasco <laughs> at Wraith Rovers. I tell you what, um, that is a good shout. Cla- Claude Anelka, Nicholas Anelka's brother, was manager at Wraith for a while and there were some absolute ditties come in there my mates Ray and Graham Colgower I think would agree with that now here's another belter for you Stuart W is looking at St Mirren Mo Kamara truly dreadful <laughs> Boy George oh the very the very one Boy George has yeah. contacted football daft to say George Parker at Aberdeen I don't know who that is do you? was he the big striker they had in Blaine McGrew says Olivier Bernard at Rangers can remember watching him and thinking rotten Olivier Bernard he got he knocked out clean out didn't he play was that a European game was that? absolutely spangled mm, I could give you Newcastle as well yeah, there was a lot of excitement yeah, about him yeah yeah, right. yeah I know I know Fraser Bloy says Joe Totolano when he moved to Falkirk he was murder and while another Falkirk supporter is nominating every player Paul Hartley signed I need to I please really need to read the last one right who's it from <laughs> right it's from Wayne Dooner what a great name <laughs> that is and Wayne his Dooner. donkey list is as follows now as I read this I get the fear <laughs> Stephen Simonson Sebastian Forey Anestis Aragriru Ian Black Sandaza Kevin Kyle Rob Kiernan Franny Jeffers James Beatty Libyana Libyanosinionko Yuzi Pierre Fanfan oh. Dragon Milandovic Nuno Capucho and he writes he could be here all night and I'm sure you could I might add on to that oh no I can't because I can't he's misses Sadiq <laughs> oh no for a doubt Sadiq Hold it in. Shite. Oh. Imposter. <laughs> now for our Beer 52 match of the week. Last week we asked for a prediction on the Motherwell Rangers game. What was your prediction for that? I, I can't remember actually. John will probably know. I'm sure it was 3-2. Oofed. I, may, I could be wrong. I think I said 2-0 to Rangers. Did you? Well, no, I didn't. <laughs> anyway, that was the correct scoreline. Congratulations to Kevin Fox, one of many who got it right. But he was the one that was drawn out 
and he scoops the cash. Now, this week, our Beer 52 match of the week is Celtic v Aberdeen. Any thoughts on that? I think Celtic is going to win that match. I think I, I'm going to go for Celtic. I'm going to go for 3-0 Celtic. Thank you. I'm going to go for 4-0 and Frimpong to score it again. Frimpong is... Honestly. Oh, my days. What's he do with Frank Pong? Is he, is he on loan or is he? No, they signed him. They're going to make a lot of money at him. Yeah, because I think I so. Definitely I love are. that he plays with a smile on his face as well. Oh, does he? Yeah. It's a cheery. It's a good news story, and I like that. I like that. As good news as my dog, Coven Pops. Or my dog's dog. Yeah, yeah he's the dog's box. Now, to win, all you've <laughs> got to do is guess the correct score before 3 o'clock on Saturday. Everyone who gets the right score will go into the draw to win the beer. You can enter by commenting on the link on the Football Daft Facebook page or tweet your score to at Football Daft Pod with the hashtag free bar. That's hashtag free bar. Winners must be over 18 and stay in the UK and you can get beer for Beer 52 as well. All you need to do is go to beer52.com slash daft and we can sort out free beers if you just cover the full 95 for the postage. You normally get eight, but as you're a football daft listener, we will give you two extra free beers. That's a total of 10, hen. Ten free beers. It's a monthly subscription service for beer and Beer 52. They don't hodge it in ransom, so you can leave at any time. So just go to beer52.com forward slash staff to get your first cases of ten beers for free. As I said, my prediction is Celtic free, Aberdeen nil, and Tanner Boy has gone for Frimpong to score in a goal, which scores in a 4-0. Yeah, that's it. It's not so much... Who are you? It's ho, 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 are you? And it is the one, the only, Jose Kitongo. Jose, it's great to see you, my pal. It's a pleasure to be here, David. Ah, great to see you. And are you delighted that your appearance on Football Daft's got everyone talking? Yeah, it's great. The, the first time when I come over the show, just go have a good laugh and, <laughs> you know, talk a lot of, lot of, lot of rubbish, but it's a good thing. You well, know. you stole the show for the season, for the year, oh. with that story. Do you want to tell us? What story there? Uh, uh, I'll let you, I'll let <laughs> <laughs> John, I'll let him guess. I, I'm so, I'm being mortified. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were just talking about, you know, we were just talking about how we all liked a night out at Hamilton Point nightclub in our day, mm-hmm. the Hamilton Palace. Great place to go. Oh, yeah. And, I, yeah. I paid it a visit. I know. And I have a good time there. You know, young and you go out and, you know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm not drink, never drink, but I'm always out. This is my problem. Yeah, always out. <laughs> Going out, parties, and come five o'clock in the morning. You know, I remember one. I went in the party with my pal. I had this a beautiful suit. I look at watch, I say five o'clock, I say, oh my God, she's gonna kill me, man. You know what I done? I take all the buttons, wrap my suit. What? <laughs> yeah. I put it, a wee mock in my head, and I went in the house. She said, where you been? Where you been? I said, listen, I've been in fight. Say fight, oh, the guy called me name, and we end up fighting, and then police come and take me away. And me, Sally, I take all the buttons, I put in the table, she said, you're a lying bastard. I said, Fidak, how can you find all the buttons, man? It's crazy. She gave me a lot, a lot of problems, man. It's terrible. 
But it's good. Good times. I had a good time here. It's oh, Can't complain. What's the funniest thing that ever happened to you as a professional footballer? I think when I come off for do a shit, when I play for Samaritan, yeah, we play against Rust Country, cup game. The manager ready to put three soap, and I stand, and the manager said, Jose, come on, run. I said, Gaffa, can. I need a shit. Fucking <laughs> go. Ask the ref. I said, went to the ref. I need I need to go. He said, okay, you go. And I went, and then I come back. See, after that, oh, man, crazy. <laughs> but it was good. Yeah, it was good. It was a good one. Yeah, it was good. Did was you pause good. long enough to wash your hands? Yeah, but soon I get oh, in, man. soon I get in the toilet, the cat man, come on, Jose Arriopa, say, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I washed my hands, and then I went to the park. And <laughs> good luck. Actually, I was the guy who passed the ball for, we scored the goal that, that oh, game. Oh, yeah. brilliant. It was good. Brilliant. Yeah. Have you um, have you ever had an accident on the pitch? Mm, no, no. Only problem I do, I fart a lot. You know, the defender like fucking, you're not smelling. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, you know, when they him up. You Was know, that, that your secret weapon? Yeah, I sometimes do that. The guy, ah, you know, because it's give my wee, it give my wee space, you know. <laughs> and then this way, when I get the ball and go run toward him, you know, I always, when he stand with me, I'm farting like, Smell back and give my weed bits. You must have great control over, over your bowels. And how, how how do you get all that gas? No, no, no. See the problem. I eat a lot of fruit. That's ah. my problem. Yeah, I eat a lot of that's fruit. That's not a problem. Yeah, it's not a problem. But you know, that's what happened. Do you when I do you know anyone else who uses the the farting technique to try and ward off? No, uh, just me. Just me. <laughs> that's brilliant. That is brilliant. Just me. That is the best story I think I've I ever know. heard. That's a great technique. When you're coaching. Uh, young players, is that something you would recommend to them? No, no, no. <laughs> when I'm coaching with young players, it's good fun, just serious and, you know, good laugh. But nothing about that. I remember, actually, I coach a lot of kids. I do the kids' camp. And last summer, one kid came and cried to me. Say, Jose, what? I said, what happened? Oh, he said, my mom have a hairy ass. I'm like, oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> And then the kids, parents coming. You know, I need to explain the parent. So what happened? I say, no, that kid said, your son, you have a hairy head. I try made up. The son said, no, mommy said, you have a hairy ass. I'm pure mother. <laughs> you know? And did she? Yeah, I'm just, you know, no. just stand still. Like, you know, but it's good. Okay. Well, you're looking good oh, in your Santa hat. Thank you. And your Santa you. beard. I know. We're going to get you to put that on to try and disguise you when Grado comes in. I know. Do, do you think, you, can you disguise your voice? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> that said, we'll check young. I know. <laughs> <laughs> right, quick break. Okay. And then we'll bring in Big Grado. No problem. So it's ho, 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 who are you? And are you ready, Grado? What are you doing? Uh, getting a drink of juice because they're just a tuna pasta and put hunters of salt on it. So we've got our guest here, um, and I want you to try and guess who it is because that's what we do. And who are you? Mm-hmm. You said it right. So you said it's a Christmas special. It's no Santa, is it? <laughs> <laughs> is it? <laughs> is it Santa? <laughs> that sounds more like a baddie from uh, Scooby Doo. So it's no Santa. <laughs> well, if you put your uh, right arm out, you might get a little clue. Right. Fucking is Santa. Is it Santa? It, well, it's somebody dressed as Santa. Right, okay. Ah, it, 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 right. might not, it might not be the real one. So you're Santa, but you're no Santa 
all the time. Yes. <laughs> right? Okay. Are you a fat Santa? Just a little. <laughs> right, okay. This is scary. Um, <laughs> right, uh, so, is, that your, is that real growth? Yeah, this is my pubes. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say you've lowered so the you've tone there, Santa, but you've not really. So you've stuck your pubes to your face. Right, <laughs> hold on, what do we see here? Right. You're quite defined for Santa, I'd say. you. Defined. You've got a nice woolly jumper, nice winter jumper. Uh, you don't have an engagement ring. Uh, oh, you've got a fucking six pack and a half. Is that a six pack, big man? Yeah, Santa, six pack. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I've got a fit Santa. Uh, which I just right. So, what are you? Are you Scottish? No. Oh, is he no? Is he lying, David? No, no I'm not Scottish, but not. Scottish. Are you for the UK, United Kingdom? No, my man. You sound like a junkie. Merry Christmas, you <laughs> beautiful <for> animal. <laughs> <laughs> right, hold on. Are you on the telly? No. Right. The six pack is a something of a clue. Right, so you're a wrestler. Dwarf wrestler, no. Right, uh, are you a football player? Used to be. Oh. <coughs> you you were explaining earlier that you like to eat a lot of fruit, and when you were playing, mm-hmm. your secret weapon was what because uh, of your fruit consumption. I felt a lot, pal. You fart a lot? Yes. That was his secret weapon for fending off <laughs> opposition players. <laughs> Is that a real laugh, mate? Are you laughing at you yourself farting? You find that funny? <laughs> Come on, big man. You know me, man. Ah, no, 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 no. Have I met you before? Yeah, you met me a lot of time, pal. We play a lot of time together. Are you, are you, are you Jamaican? No. Yeah. What, is it Marvin Andrews? Fucking no, he's a big guy. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Santa, if you stand up, that right, might be a clue. Up, stand up, you get an up. idea of size, because yeah, if you're saying up. Marvin Andrews. Hold <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on. Oh Holy fuck. <laughs> Holy <laughs> massive, man. <laughs> Holy fuck, you're massive, man. Look at the neck of that. Here. Tanner, take a photo. Oh, you're going for us. <laughs> Holy fuck. Tanner, take a photo. Holy shit. So, th- did that help you work out who it is then, Grado? Tank. Did you have done the heat, man? I've, <laughs> I've, I've got a bit of a confession. What he might this? have been standing on the chair there. Oh. In fact, when he came in, he this called me. Hard. He this called me big man. This is frustrating me now. Oh, my God. My brain's fucking freaking out now. Oh, come oh, on. No, she's shy. Actually, why, why don't we take Santa's beard off and you can feel Sa- right, Santa's right, actual, right, right, okay. actual wee face. Right. I think this will give it away. Right, you think so? Yeah. Right. You go to half big man or wee man. Yeah. Come on, man. You know, you're making it worse for me when you say that. Come on, pal. You know me, man. I know. You said hey, it was a Katongo, man. The boy. Who did you say? He said it was a Katongo. Hit that wee bogger, man. Is that your guess? Is it Jose Katongo? Is it your guess? Yes. (laughs) 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 
my fibra, my fibra, my fibra, my fucking fibra, my fibra gas in the world, my fibra gas in the world. Oh, what a special moment. I knew it was him, 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 I fucking knew Oh my god. Jose, you knew I knew it was you, he just fucking hurt me. Oh, Jose, you, you oh, should have farted and sure it'd have got it in an instant. Jose, you don't fart. Yeah, all the time when I play football, man. Yeah, you yeah. don't fart. Yeah. Like, Jose, it's good to see you, yeah, man. You look fucking great, man. You look well, man. He's yeah, my favourite, my favourite, 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 oh. favourite, favourite guest. Thank so, you, so, my man. Absolutely. So what am I then? Yeah. Well, but you, no, you present. Uh, I was in the. <laughs> I was in the next week. But you presented. He told me he was his favorite. Yeah, <laughs> he's full of it. Listen, he's like that. The only man to fucking part a shite in somebody's doorstep <laughs> and get to jail for it. Love it. <laughs> come on, let's sing some Christmas songs. Come on, what? come on. <laughs> jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle all the way. Oh, <laughs> what is your what what do you do at Christmas, Jose? What's the, the Angolan tradition for Christmas? For Christmas tradition Angola, I remember my I, I always say that to Mikey, Mikey, oh dad, you lie. I remember tradition Angola, my dad, because I'm the old one, she takes me in the jungle for go get a, a lion for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. That is the what's the name? Yeah. What are you talking about? Instead of talking, you have a line. Lion stick. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I swear. Honestly, I remember. With tatties and all that? No. Brussels sprouts? No. Uh, lion and tatties? Sweet potato with lion stick. Yeah. My dad take me in the jungle, get a, a, a lion. No way, man. I swear. I jump in the tree and look. When I look back, my dad had been eaten by a lion. And how the fuck did you end up in hey, Castle? Your dad was eaten by a lion? By a lion. No way. Yeah, is because. Dead? Is he dead? Oh, lion ate all. I just left. I. The is lion left, left the shoes. I take the shoes home. I say, Mom, dad is dead. You know what I mean? Is your dad, did your dad die by eating lion, yeah. by a lion? On yeah. Christmas Day. Christmas Day, yeah. <laughs> this is why I'm John, what's fucking funny about that? <laughs> no, it's funny. Yeah. Is it right. funny? Ah, John, it's funny. Yeah. That, Mate, that, is that a true story? Who's eating the Tongo's dad? Being eaten by a lion on Christmas, Christmas Day. Day. Yeah. This is why I'm not celebrating Christmas Day. Just staying at home and. You know what I mean? Fucking hell, man. I've, there's a lion joke in the pantomime. I mean, are you, are you kidding on? No, it's you. Seriously. No. This what happened. This will be in the papers and then we'll have to retract Lion, yeah, it. Yeah, lions. This what happened. You know? This podcast is just an absolute uproar. No, no this is... <laughs> Let's assume that your father wasn't eaten by a lion. Um, did you do the full Santa Claus thing? Uh, yeah. In the, the family dinner? Or what? In Africa or here? Both. No, here we just, you know, because... I have a baby girl, she's one month. When do you mean you go, who's he? You must have about 14 now, you know? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, right. nine, ten. Ten, ten. ten I'm kidding, I'm ah! Four, four, I just go four. <laughs> David, four, four. <laughs> two boys, we, two girls. Are we, how old is a girl? Uh, one month. Oh, yeah, one well, month. congratulations. Oh, thank congratulations, you. who's thank you, my man? man. Well done. done. Thank are you. you getting the snip now? No, you crazy. <laughs> ah! I'm no, 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 no. I'm scared. Come on. Tell me the story about how you almost got to the World Cup then, because you were about what 35. Yeah, yeah because this is a this is Angola, a fairy tale. Angola, 2005. Yeah, when Angola, Angola qualified to the World Cup in Germany. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the guy. I, I was a part. 2006. Of, yeah, I was. I was in part of Tasso, and the manager called me. Say, Jose, won't you come be part of the group? I went to Angola. Mm -hmm. Been there for three weeks, but because I have a Portuguese passport, 
lot of politics, blah, blah, blah. And then mm. I just come back home and, Aye. you know. Because I remember you phoning me and yeah. saying what the manager had said. Yeah, you know, but the passport situation, oh, you know, because shame, I, yeah. I mean, that, that would, there's a finny tale for Angola to but, get but, to yeah, the yeah, I know. He'll not get, he'll not, he's got a criminal record for shining on folks' doorsteps. Yeah. So that, may be an, that could be an issue. No, <laughs> <laughs> no that's America. I can't get in. I can't get in. Can you not get into no. America? They see the paper. Can I get an Esther? Uh, you see the paper, you left shit in somebody's house. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, I've got to ask about your son, mm. uh, Jai. Two yeah. boys, you know, two boys are both up by. Well, Jai, they're always slating the Rangers in 12. Jai, I enjoyed watching playing and scoring goals for Morton. Mm -hmm. How's he getting on in Iran? Yeah, he's been. He's a bit different from Greenup. Yeah, very different. The season <laughs> finished. He's doing well there. The season finished. Now he's back here. You know, he's waiting for, you know, January to try to get us something. But in the meantime, he's training with Dumbarton because another, my son, eh, Rico. Young man play for Dumbarton uh -huh. because Jack knows Jem Duff very well. He's mm -hmm. there training just yeah. keep himself. So you, is he looking but after them? Yeah, yeah. Jem Duff is good. I like Aye. Jem Duff. Aye, great yeah. guy. Are they, yeah. are they, are they, are they, are they, what age are they now, Jose? 22 and 20. Right, right, yeah. right, right. That's and it. have they got potential? Yeah, no, my boy's good. Aye. Yeah. Aye. My boy's good. What do they play? What do they play? One play a front, aye. another one left back. Aye, aye, aye. But my ma my family, the best one is my mom. My mom used to play football. But she scored 50 goals in one game. Really? Yeah. The jungle, 50 goals. <laughs> <one> <laughs> <game>. The jungle. <laughs> and the, here, speak of the jungle. Was that uh, the day you I'm, I'm joking about that. But, David, I swear, I remember my dad taking me was watch basketball game Aye. in Africa. David, dun, 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 dun. The game finished, everybody, yes, what a game. Aye, aye. Now, now, basketball game. I said, what the hell? The ball too big for the hoop. The ball <laughs> bounced all the time. Boom, boom, boom. So can it get even hoop? No. So it was nil-nil. No, no. Now, your, now, basketball game, I'm like. Was your mom playing in that game? No, my, my mom played football. Santa Boy scored a lot of goals. Really? really? What's your mom's name? Maria. Maria Hakatongo? Yeah. <laughs> what the? Is she well, still alive, was it? No, like, unfortunately, lion eat the hole as well. She was she, she, a line at her day. Yeah. Fuck me, man. You might keep back these lines, mate. <laughs> Josie's ring, ring to us. He's a scratching I'm push. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. My mum is still lying. He's lying. Yeah, I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. Hey. <laughs> well, no. Josie, listen, thank you so much no for coming in. Can I, can I ask you one last question? What is your wish for this special time of year for the world and for the new year ahead? I just wish everybody happiness. And at a good time, and people don't have a law. We all, we all, we can come go together, help, come together, and help mm -hmm. one another. Because you know, was it? Do they know it's Christmas? In Africa, when that Christmas, everybody remember my dad. Oh, Jose's dad been in Aye, aye, aye. Jose, Merry Christmas. Jose, Merry Thank Christmas. Thank you very much. Jose. Thank you for having me. I feel so funny to sing one more song. We could be singing. Come on. Thank you very much. You can hide your lion eyes. You see what I did there? This, this is the song for the Lion King. In the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lions eat tonight. In the jungle, the mighty jungle, 
house. G-R-A-D-O. Ask yourself. G-O-S-E. Ikitango. Man, we are talking wild water, oh, shape. It's good. No, Grido is good. Ah, it's no, good. it's nice to be Great. here, man. Thank you Thank so you much. very much. Thank you. Now, Grido, I don't know about you, but on Christmas Day, our family always has a quiz before stuffing into the turkey. Ends up in a fight, but it's good fun, though. Right. Do you right. do that yourself? What we do is, I'm the quiz master, is what I'll do is I'll go on YouTube or Spotify, and what we do every time, my family will go, oh, that's brilliant, you're mentioning us. But what we do is we play the TV theme song game. Oh. So I'll play a TV theme, and then the first one to get it, so, you know, I'll play Game of Thrones. Oh, Game of Thrones! You know, call right. it College Street. Yeah. Right, here's one for you. David Dickens is real deal. What about this one? <laughs> one. The Moncho. How did you know? Mm. Anyway, we've brought in a very special quiz master to do this. It's David Stewart, who's written a fabulous book, which you have in your hand here. David, lovely to see you here. It's a great book, and it's called Scotland, Club, Country, and Collectibles. And can I just say, it looks honestly phenomenal. I, I, it's an encyclopedia it looks like a, it, in its it looks, size. It looks like an ideal gift for, for a football fan at Christmas because it's full of uh, amazing pictures. It's got some great stats on it, and it's... Honestly, some of the stuff here is unbelievable. There's a lot of work obviously being put into this. So, guys, there's no long left for Christmas, but um, Scotland Club Country and Collectibles, have a look online to try and get this because this looks like an ideal gift for somebody that's a football fan, especially a Scottish football fan at Christmas it is, time. It is absolutely I fabulous. Can say that. And David Stewart, you've put this together with Robert Marshall, obviously a real labour of love. You have a devotion to the Scotland national team and that tells me you must support a crap club team. Ah, it's sports, that's all. <laughs> I'm only kidding. I like a bit of the old Jags. I like the Jags. Um, what made you write the book? Um, it's actually the second one we've written. We'd written, written the first one, Scotland Glory, Tears and Souvenirs, a couple of years back. We had, Robert Marshall and I had started a Scotland Epistles football fanzine Six years ago, mm -hmm. decided in the pub that's what we do, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and a couple of years into it, we had built up a Facebook page, and then we just thought we'd transfer on with Pitch Publishing because they'd done the Got Not Got books. Mm -hmm. And we thought, we could do a Scotland one of that. Listen, the book's great, but what are you thinking about the old thistle then? Um, well, I think we're hoping we're turning that around, we and McCall. Yeah. You know, I was there on Saturday, we played some good football. Mm -hmm. um, still got a lot of players who I've seen better days, shall we say? Mm -hmm. um, I know how they feel. <laughs> no, but would he would he make a Kenny Miller? Do you know the one thing about Kenny Miller is he's always going to miss something, isn't he? You know, what I mean, it's going to be spectacular. It's just going to, you know, you think my granny could have scored that. And then the next minute he's going to hit one for 30 yards. Aye, a blinder. Mm -hmm. He doesn't stop running. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't know. Um, who is your favourite Thistle player over the years? I've got a funny feeling I might know the answer to this. That is Alan Ruff. You know? I, yes. I knew you were going to say Alan Ruff. Yeah, I was, looking at, I was looking at the book there. Uh, Ruffy's picture yep. features in yep. them. All those great Scotland, Argentina, 78 tops in there. Why, why Scruffy in particular? Scruffy. I, I suppose being a Thistle supporter, it was about seeing him week in and week out and yeah. some of the saves that he did. Yeah. And then just the whole pride thing and that he played for Scotland. Yeah. Do you know, it's amazing to think, you know, this guy that played for Partick Thistle was walking on the same pitch as, you know, your Douglases, your Sunnises. and he cool? Aye. I mean, no Thistle player had been capped since the 50s at that point, you know. So. Really? Wow. 
Wow. Well, Ruffy features in the book. It's absolutely fantastic. Let's see your knowledge, and you're going to ask us some questions. You're going to try and cram them into 60 seconds. Uh, that'll be hard, but <laughs> I'll have a go. Let's see what you can do. So we'll do it. So I'll go to the room, and then you dig yours, and then I come back in. Is that right? Yeah, let's right, do okay. that. This is in no way a rip-off of Radio Clyde. <laughs> beat, beat the pundit, David. No. Honest. And off goes Grado. Right, David, are you ready then? Yep. Producer John, have you got the 60-second sound effect? I have. I'm ready. Let's go. Question one. Donald Coleman at Aberdeen won four caps for Scotland. His grand great-granddaughter has won considerably more. Who is she? Pass. Who was the last player to be capped at Arsenal? For Scotland. For Scotland. Paul Dickoff. No. Hmm. Which Derby County player played at the 1998 World Cup for Scotland? Derby player, 1998 World Cup. Oh. Uh, Christian Daly. Yes. <laughs> James McFadden scored his unforgettable goal in Paris 2007. Which club was we playing for at the time? Everton. Yep. Who is the last Tottenham Hotspur player to be capped for Scotland? Alan Hutton. Well done. Oh. Lisbon Lions goalkeeper Ronnie Simpson's father Jimmy won 11 caps for Scotland. Who was he playing for at the time? Scotland. Was that a trick question? No. Oh, his club? His club. Uh, Hibs? No. Dunfermline? No. Newcastle? No. Pass. Next question. Time. Oh, rubbish. By the way, that first question lasted about four minutes in his own right. Oh, I was just getting in here. That was terrific. How did I do then? Well, number one was uh, Rachel Corsi. Oh, do you know, I actually knew that. Last Arsenal player was... Oh, last Arsenal player, right. Who would that be then? Charlie Nick? Yep. Oh, I should have got that one. Right, and you got Darby Kane, you got McFadden, you got Alan Hutton. That's ten. <laughs> ten Ron out of six. Ronnie Simpson's dad played for Rangers. I didn't know that. That's a great start. Right, tell me the bad news then. David Tanner, you scored three. Is that all? Are you sure about that? Yep. Yep. Oh. Right, should we get Grado in then? Why not? Grado! So, Grado, welcome back. It's up to you, son. I got a really healthy score. I'm not going to tell you what it was. David, over to you. How's he getting to sit in during this? I've already uh, done it, you muppet. I bet still does my right. Anyway, here we go. Great time starts. Now. Donald Coleman at Aberdeen won four caps. His great granddaughter has won 114. Who is she? Rachel Corsi. Who was the last player to be capped at Arsenal? Scotland Cup. Oh, Tierney? Nope. Which Derby County player played at the 1998 World Cup? Which Derby player played at the 1998 World Cup? Uh, For Scotland. Christian Daly? Yep. James McFadden scored his unforgettable goal in Paris 2007. Which uh -huh. club was he playing for at the time? Evan. Who's the last Tottenham Hotspur player to be capped for Scotland? Pass. Oh! Lisbon Lions goalkeeper Ronnie Hold on. No, it's not Fucking idea. Keep going. Lisbon Lions goalkeeper Ronnie Simpson's father played for Scotland. Who did he play? What club did he play for? Come on. Yep. Time. Fucking jobby. Oh. Let me go back to the Spurs one and let me take a guess at that. So last Spurs <laughs> player. Uh, He's from Ayrshire. 
fullback. Alan, Alan Hutton. Bastard. Yes, the Scottish yeah. Cafu. So, David, uh, I'm slightly concerned about this now. What was the final score? Three each. Oh! oh. Right, so, do we need the tiebreaker? I didn't believe that. And the first, that I and the first one to get it right then. It's a slick right, operation. A tiebreaker then, is right, it? Okay, tiebreaker, uh, tie David. The first to shout out the correct answer. Aye, and make it, come on, make it generational. Okay. Kenny Miller has been capped with seven different clubs, but which was the first he was capped with? Hibernian. Rangers. Rangers it is. Boom! Uh, There's your dinner. Whatever. David Stewart, thanks very thanks much. Thanks very much, indeed. David. Thank Listen, you. really Good recommend it. Scotland Club Country thanks and so Collectibles Honestly, I appreciate by that. David and Robert Marshall. It's available now from Pitch Publishing and it's open Bank Holiday Monday. Now, Who Knows Wins is the home of social betting and they're changing the culture of gambling. Bookies have been taken out of the equation and now you can bet on sports against your mates. The more you know the more you win. Now, congratulations to all our winners at the weekend. We had three winners, all picking up 70 quid. So congratulations to Chris, Alberts, Lennon, and Jerry. Sounds like a pop band from the 60s, and not a very good one. So download the app on the Apple Store or Google Play, or for more information, visit whoknowswins.com. Then set up a league, set an entry fee, choose your matches, invite your mates in, and you predict the outcome of those games. The person with the most correct predictions wins the pot of money. Now, this week we've picked six games for you, uh, to, and it's a chance for you to take our money with a £5 entry fee. The games are from the Premiership, Hamilton v Hearts, Kilmarnock v Motherwell, and from the Championship, Partick Thistle, who beat Inverness last week. Wow. Take on Dundee. So it's the Jags against Dundee. And Dundee United against Air United. Now, from League One, it's Wraith Rovers against Dumbarton. And in League Two, we've chosen Cowden Beath against Stennis Muir. So get involved now by downloading the app on Apple or Google Play by typing in Who Knows Wins. Well, Grado, I asked you over a beer last night, mm -hmm. what do you want for your Christmas? And you said a trip to the Gold Coast in Australia. Aye. And I've pulled it off you, son. Oh, it's great to be here. They've set up a, a, a lovely studio here in Brisbane. Weather's fantastic. It's great to be here down under. And on the back of that, our special guest is none other... Donald Fisher. Good day, mate. <laughs> great, I love it, son. How are you? <laughs> it's the Scottish... The Glaswegian, in fact, Australian, Craig Moore. How are you? I'm brand new. How did, so see, having a look up Wikipedia and it says Rangers were your first team. Like, what, like so did you come from Australia to Scotland? I definitely come from Australia, Grader, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by, by the way, you've done your research, big fella. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, you know, what happened? Yeah, no, good, 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 good question. <laughs> what you mean? Why did Ranger sign me? Is that what you? Uh, <laughs> what happened? So I did you? So so I. Who did you start off with? No, but junior football. Obviously, I played uh, in, in Australia between uh, clubs in New South Wales, and then at the back end uh, in in Queensland. Um, I was also involved in the younger national team, so I'd played under right. seventeen World Cup in ninety one and ninety three. I played the under twenty World Cup, which is in Australia. We, we reached a semi-final of that tournament, and after that tournament, I, I had opportunities to to trial at a couple of clubs. Uh, I trialled at, at Arsenal, and I trialled at Glasgow Rangers. I uh, was very fortunate that I had the same contract offer from both clubs at that, at that time back in, in 93, and 
and I decided to, to sign with, with Rangers without, to be honest with you, not uh, knowing a, a load or not knowing loads about Scottish football in general because back home in Oz, it's, it's all the English stuff. Um, but I just, I, I had this really good feel about um, Glasgow Rangers, the club. Did it have anything to do with in terms of like walking through the doors? You know, say you would gone through Highbury, was there a difference between walking through the doors at Highbury than there was to walking through the doors at Ibrox? Did that kind of... In fact, they did have a marble staircase as well. So who had the best marble staircase? <laughs> oh, I've, I've got to say Rangers. <laughs> I? But, uh, but look, I, I think what, I understand what you're trying to say. I, I, I felt, so I had a month uh, at Arsenal. I picked up a, an injury early doors and, and learned very quickly that um, it's competition. So people don't want to give that jersey up. Uh, which was important, um, and, and I had two weeks. I had two weeks training at, at Glasgow Rangers, and the further north you go, the the, the more friendlier uh, the the, pe- the people are. And and I just had a really good feel uh, here in in Glasgow, and and people couldn't do uh, enough for you to make sure that you were settled, that you were happy, and that you enjoyed your time. And that was a big factor. Was there any anybody in particular that went? Oh, he's a nice guy. He's oh, I like this guy. He's really making me feel welcome. Was it or, or a, a group of people that you went? Because obviously at that time, you know, Rangers are known for throughout the 90s are having such, you know, a, a, a solid team that drank together, you know, had a good... Well, stop, learn, stop. Learn, stop. I don't know where you're going. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean, but... Yeah, no, nah, I mean, look... Uh, Did that attract, was that part of it? Yeah, but again, when you, when you come from uh, another country and you come into a competitive environment where it's, it's me or you, uh, you know, people, people go, you know, who the bloody hell do you think you are? You're coming <laughs> to take my position. So mm-hmm. the initial part is, um, is difficult because uh, you have to earn the respect first and foremost. Um, you know, it's normal first day of training up here, I think it was Kevin Fotheringham where he's, he's caught me with an elbow and, you know, give me a few polite words and all that, take that. And, and it kind of, you know, I just let it register. And five minutes later in the training session, I got my opportunity. and Get tore in. Um, add a few choice words back, and and I think from that moment is there. There's the respect. Um, you've got to be able to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but my earlier time, Charlie Miller was, was was someone that that I clicked with straight away. Charlie was somebody that uh, is is a, a wonderful character and, and, and a really great friend of mine. Who were the big characters that really stand out in your memory now, twenty years on? Man, that's a long time. You te- you test <laughs> you test in my memory, but <laughs> one of the one of the best people for me in, in my uh, earlier stages um, at Glasgow Rangers were, was Richard Goff. Uh, Richard Goff was an, an unbelievable leader um, at that mm-hmm. football club. You know, for me, he had um, you could just see the respect that he had from the, from the whole dressing room. Um, he delivered. He trained his ass off. He was just a he was he was a great leader in every way. And he also had a similar experience when he was a younger lad. Um, you know, from coming different country. Um, to, to Scotland and, and kind of knew what I was going through or was what, what was a, a ahead for me. So he was he was brilliant. He was brilliant in my, my earlier uh, years at, at Glasgow Rangers. Listen, uh, Barry Ferguson, you were very close. I remember yeah. that. You were kind of coming up around about the same time. Um, when did How good was Barry Ferguson when you look back on it? Uh, Barry was, um, he was top class. He was top class. Again, he was a, a younger player that was shown a lot of faith um, by Dick Avocat. Obviously, uh, you know, prior to that, um, he, there, there, were, there were limited opportunities, but we, I think the club knew they had a great player coming through. Dick Avocat made a brave 
uh, call and, and gave Barry Ferguson the, the captaincy. He also um, put him nice and close to Arthur Newman, who Dick Avocat had a really good relationship with for, from previous um, club, to, to guide and to, to mentor Barry. Um, as, as a player, uh, I think he, caught, he, he could have actually gone to a, to a higher level than, than, than what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he was that good. He was that good. But sometimes a little bit of luck. He, he had to, when he went down to Blackburn. He, he fractured his kneecap, didn't he? He, he broke right. his kneecap. I mean, just think about that. Yeah, yeah. That that, that's a worst. Um, that is the worst. But he, you know, he he, he just loved the club. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he he got back and he got back to playing really well at Blackburn after that injury. Yeah. And you know, there was there was talk of the the Arsenal's and a few bigger clubs sniffing around mm-hmm. about for for Fergie. He wanted to return home, you know. He just he he, he, he wanted to return to his um, his club that he loved, that he supported as a kid. Where would you rather live, London or Hamilton? I experienced both as well, and uh, I, I enjoyed my time up here. Oh, you, aye. <laughs> let's but, move on. Do you know we might be jumping the gun here, right? But jump it, where, jump where, it. Aye, let's <laughs> fuck it. Let's jump it. Where, where did you find the major differences between uh, Walter and and Dick? Just completely different style of football, and and how and how did the, the, the dressing room adapt? Was it? You know, was the, it the, easy? No, what, what, look, uh, Walter. When Walter had left, uh, it was kind of the the. It's, it's a new generation. Eh? It's kind of a, a generation has passed. A lot of players had left. Uh, a new coach comes in that uh, we didn't we didn't know, know a great deal about, other than that um, he was he was firm. Um, and, and wanted things done, uh, especially in the, at the beginning, in a um, in a ruthless kind of way, because mm-hmm. it's about earning the trust. New coaches are going to bring new signings. Uh, he naturally brought in uh, players that he knew, mm-hmm. um, but because we still had a really strong uh, dressing room and strong characters, uh, and and philosophies at football clubs, people have got to fit the football club. Yeah, the, like the club doesn't change for, for new people coming in. This is who we are. This is what we do. And um, certainly in my time, and I, I was involved in probably three different teams uh, at Rangers, and that transition of coach and players, mate, was, was always seamless, was always seamless. Um, like I said, some, some players found themselves out of favour or that, that happens. A new mm-hmm. coach comes in and maybe now you're not, you're not his cup of tea and you've got to look to move on, which is not great, but that's, that's our business. But... Never, never in my time did did we have any issues with a new coach or new players. Like I says, this is this is who we are. You buy into that, or you don't survive. Was there anybody that came to Rangers that didn't survive? That walked through the door and you thought to yourself, Craig, you went, he's not going to last. He does, you know, he's not going to be. Yeah, there there were players, and I've seen not only at Rangers, I've seen other clubs that I've been at as well. Big, big players, but when you're at a a big, big club like Glasgow Rangers and the expectation of um, winning every football match. Yeah. It's hard to... Um, you know, and the pressure and, and, and you can't move because it's... it's the, the city is just so absorbed with football and in particular Rangers and Celtic. You know, but you look at... I, th- I think it was at Capuccio. Nuno uh, Capuccio. Ca- Nuno Capuccio. Now, Who won when the UEFA Cup. Right? Won the UEFA Cup. Yeah, and, and, and look, Nuno was no, a... No. He was an unbelievable player, but... Again, you know, in terms of settling in here, being accepted, um, he found he found it difficult, and it wasn't right. because he was a as a poor player, because right. his pedigree was unbelievable. So, nobody tell me to pull his socks up. 
And <laughs> right, it was right up, eh? He loved that one, didn't he? They're a little bit half down. Aye, I didn't mind that. And uh, although I used to like the way Amo used to do his, he would pull his red, uh, you know, the red top, and then tuck it, and then so it would be shown black, and it'd be red and black. It's amazing how you can remember the wee things, isn't it? Ah, uh, but the big man, he, he was quality. If, you, if, you, if your socks were there, mm-hmm. mate, he's having them a little bit higher. <laughs> Uh, he's got, he's got, he's got to be a little, a little bit, but that's because he tucked something in his sock. But that's another well, story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did you find Big Ammo? Because um, he was a guy that he seemed to me to uh, be loved by the players, but also to frustrate and annoy them as well. Yeah, no, Ammo was was uh, my uh, obviously centre half pairing. He was my partner, and I enjoyed probably my best football playing beside mm. uh, Big Lorenzo Amoruso. Yeah, and and I think that's because uh, you know two different styles uh, and we complemented each other well unbelievable man uh, with, with, a, with a heart of gold um, but the, the big Italian is he's out there he's a little bit loud and, and, and sometimes people can take him in the in the wrong way but certainly for, for us at the football club uh, we knew that um, you know whenever he was unhappy it, it was it was for coming from a good space you know it wasn't that he was trying to single people out or, or be an ass. He, he just wanted the best for, for, for the team and for the club. Um, I thought he was an, a, an enormous player. Um, probably the only time that you could say that with a big man is at times when it was a little bit too easy for him, yeah, um, the, 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 all of a sudden then Ammo could do Ammo things, uh, you know, like try, he, he might, might might look at it, do a Cruyff turn, or he wants to aye. he wants to go on a forty yard dribble or something like that. But you you put would him, you shit yourself? Well, again, you, you, I know that that's a potential. So, uh, so you're preparing if, yourself if, for if it. He's, if he's looking to drive on, then straight away <laughs> as his partner, I'm looking. Well, just in case we lose it, that uh, you're in a position where you can sweep uh, things up. So uh, that's 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 partnerships and. I don't think you could take that away from him because that, that's what made him the player that he was. Was he ever the same after the, the captaincy was stripped from him? Did that change him as a, if not a player, a person? If it did, he never showed it. And, and certainly within our dressing room, um, again, never, never, never showed that. He might have went home and been disappointed uh-huh. and, and had, a, had a network that maybe he... Um, you know, had discussions with about being unhappy because it, it certainly couldn't have been a good time. Um, I've been in a situation as well where, you know, you've been a captain, all of a sudden the captaincy's been, been taken off you for, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And the end of the day, like I said, the, the big man is one of those ones where he's, his heart was always in the right place. He wanted to do well for not only himself, but the football club and the team. And he put that first. Um, what, he, what he thought uh, deep down, I mean, I've seen bits and pieces now, uh, maybe through podcasts and, uh, you know, some, some comments and he, he touches on his personal experience and, and how it made him feel. But at that time within the dressing room, we never knew that as players because professional thing was come in, get the job done and, and make sure that any problems, and it's, it's tough here. Eh? Like, like nowadays with mental health and all those kind of things, it's like talk and, and it's great mm. and be open, all that sort of stuff, but... Back in the day, it's like, well, you got any problems, you leave them at home. Mm. You don't bring them into the football club. You don't bring them into this dressing room. And uh, it was tough. It's was a it tough wrong? school. Was that wrong? Uh, was it was it wrong? It was just the times, mm. I, I think, you know. It's like we didn't have, uh, you know, now with all the, the mental health awareness and, and what have you, and, and people are struggling. Uh, so for me, the, there is an issue and, and it is important to be able to, to speak. Um, but because we didn't have those outlets back in the day, you cope or it's sink or swim. Do you ever look back and think, God, I was really young when I went through all the things that you went through when you were a player. 
because these guys are in their twenties. Mm-hmm. You're just out of your twenties, great old. Thirty-one, Craig, brother. Craig and I are in our forties, but you look back and think, God, they are so young. Ah, uh, well, uh, look, I, I'll be honest with you. I had, I had a horrible twelve to fifteen months at, at Rangers after the normal the honeymoon period of coming in as a young player. Everyone supports you. Oh, that's great. You do you do well and. Yeah. I remember having a shocking, shocking game. It was a home game against Dundee United. We won 5 0. Um, and you're thinking, how can you have a bad game? Was I, that the game Negri scored the five goals? Yes. I, I had. August 25th, 1997, maybe. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, I think it might be. I need to double check right. what you're talking. But, it was but that, that particular game, I had the worst, the worst game of my life. I couldn't pass, pass the ball 10 yards. Um, but again, what I, not many people know this, but I actually thought that morning. Uh, that my wife had miscarried. Um, wow. So she'd gone to the hospital. I'd gone to, to play this, uh, this, this this game of football and I never said a word. I never said a word because it was just like, you know, you go in and, and try and do the job, but certainly didn't cope. Like I said, and a 5-0 thumping mm-hmm. and Mark and Egger scoring four, uh, five goals for, wow. for me having the worst game of my life. But the next 12 to 15 months was... <laughs> It was was so hard because that that one game that one moment um, kind of had m- majority of the Rangers fans saying he's not good enough for our mm. football club he's rubbish mm. and I remember driving home and talk sport and all that sort of stuff oh, every every weekend mate, to, well, mate, they were getting torn in here getting absolutely smashed and all you're thinking about is Heather getting absolutely smashed at that particular time and yeah and it's like it's like you just are so that that's what you need to remember there's so many fans you read on message boards you read on twitter which can be poisonous you think to yourself these people don't know what players are going through you know you know foreigners adjusting to living in a new city you know what could be happening in their their their, their life with their girlfriends and stuff like that that never goes through people's mind and it it does it must be frustrating as a football player for that you know that you do you know what I mean by that? No, no, for, for sure. Like I said, look. By the way, it was the 23rd of August, not the 25th. So where do you, look, <clears throat> to, to be a professional footballer, it's obviously a privileged position, but, you know, the, the sacrifices and the, and the hard work and, and what, you know, what players do to, to achieve that position is, is, is unbelievable, you know? So to get there, that's fantastic. And then when you get there, um, like I said, you're kind of, you're in that public domain, Grado, where uh, good, bad, or indifferent people are people, you know, are able to have their opinions and, mm-hmm. and have a free pop or, or, or whatever. Um, and people just assume that, ah, oh, well, you know, they're they're earning top dollar and all that sort of stuff. They should be able to take it. How can they be depressed? How can they right. uh, all all those kind of things? But we're human. Do you think that you're glad that you you know you played in an era where stuff like Twitter and you know message boards that mm-hmm. wasn't a bit run about then? Do you think? That you're lucky that you you skipped that 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 yeah, well, looks at well, the other well, well, I didn't skip that radio program. Every oh, week. Well, I was getting right, right. Inside. Look, it was just different forms. But did you did you go looking for it? No, nah, well, I didn't. Again, you get some players that back in the day that you know reading the the papers and all that sort of stuff, right. and and and, and <clears> oh, they they got a three or they got a four. Ah, but you don't get to get him to fight. Did you not feel like that? Aye, aye, aye. hundred percent. What you got to do is you got to look. You got to get in your own zone. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough where <clears throat> maybe I didn't play my natural position at that particular time. You know, but were you right but back at that time, right back, central midfield. Where, hey, you were with the boot, everyone. You were with the boot. But <clears throat> at the same time, I've got to say, well, Walter Smith um, obviously seen something in me, mm-hmm. um, and, and I, I, I owe him a lot because he he gave me the opportunity to, to to forge a career. And 
Um, like it says at that time, I wasn't an established central defender and I was a young boy. I was a young kid. I was, uh, you know, breaking through. As, well, I broke through as an 18-year-old. Um, so just to be involved and, and, and obviously Walter had an opinion of us because he played us, even though he knew it was, it was out of position, but felt that, that I could offer something and, and do a job. I threw your good name out to Twitter mm-hmm. um, asking for some questions. And one of them here is from Michael. It says, why did Walter think you were a right back? Was that just to get you in the team? I would, yeah, I mean, Walter knew uh, that, that I wasn't a right fullback, but he, he, he obviously felt that, um, you know, with my competitiveness, uh, the ability to, uh, to, to get about, um, obviously I was a fit young lad. Uh, I had I had aggression, which you need as a as a defender, um, and I, I would say that he was trying to find ways to to, to fit me into the team. Yeah. Central defender, like I says, uh, at that time we had four or five all international class central defenders, and you know it is normally uh, an experienced position. So he gave me the opportunity at right fullback, uh, Davey. So uh, I, I was I was grateful for that. It wasn't my best position, we know that, yeah. uh, but it certainly for me showed. Um, throughout my, my career, what you learn in isolation as a fullback helps you, I think, as a central defender. Right about the club at that time was Gaza. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> well, well, wasn't that a blur? <laughs> <laughs> Beautifully put. Uh, yeah, um, nah, look, at that time you, you had Gaza and you had Brian Laudrup. I mean, the, the, these two players. Uh, you know, not not that I speak about football all the time in my time at Rangers, and but when I get asked um, about you know Gascoigne and, and and Brian Loudrup, they were world class. They were world class players. Um, Loudrup was was phenomenal, uh, gentleman. The, the 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 way that he would drag the ball and go by players, he um, he probably took more enjoyment out of the the assist than the goal itself. And Gaza could just do everything himself. He could do everything himself. He was one of those ones where, give me the ball, right? He could probably play an easy one, um, but he'd say, no, no. He'd, he'd wait until that defender mm. got close. He'd, he'd, feel, he'd, he'd feel his opponent. He'd, he'd twist and turn and have a little bit of fun, right? And then all of a sudden play the ball that he could have played 10 seconds ago. Mm. But it was just to show how good he was. Um, and the two years, like I said, that he was here, he was fantastic with the young kids. Um, Harder gold. Uh, and an absolute phenomenal player. What did he get up to with you? Not too much, to be honest with you, because... Did you try and keep back? He, he kept back from, out, from the group uh, in, in respect for the, the group because there was a lot of uh, media hype and attention around about Gascoigne, as we, we all know and, mm-hmm. and at times would have read. So he never wanted to, to put the, the group any, uh, under any, any extra media pressure if that makes sense oh right? so you try to kind of protect the team he, yeah so like he, say for example back in the day and lots of stuff you know like Tuesday we're going to go out we're going to have a few beers we're going to have a, a bite to lunch and all that Gaza would be there for 15 or 20 minutes right he'd come in he'd socialise um, upbeat as he always is and then he'd go right boys I'm going to shoot so he's going to enjoy your day uh, because he knew that Aye. he was going to be harassed and by him being harassed meant that the whole group was obviously uh, exposed to, to all the media and all that sort of stuff so he was a fantastic person, always put um, the group bef- before himself. But at the same time, now you kind of see and understand maybe why, um, you know, the issues and all that sort of stuff that he's had because he's had to spend a lot of time by himself. And we were touching on it earlier, Grado, mm-hmm. about when you've got so much time by yourself, Your mind too, starts much, too much time to think. Aye, definitely, definitely. Is it, you know, you're talking about the Tuesdays. Um, that was the thing, wasn't it? It was a Tuesday. 
you worked. Talk us through these Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, I can't remember half of them. Uh, <laughs> I bet you can't. Uh, but uh, was that the deal? Was it Tuesday, right? It Lunch, was, smash off. Yeah, because Tuesday was normally a, um, a physical day. Yes. Right. So like normally, like when you had that clean clean week and you're off on a Wednesday, um, we'd get a touch up physically on uh, in terms of you know run and, and and it was a really hard session, but then you would have twelve to fifteen boys that would would uh, you know then shoot out, have lunch, have a few beers, um, probably have a few more, uh, mm-hmm. and then would be off on the Wednesday, and then we used to be buzzing on Thursday because then you'd hear all the stories there. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Reading what happened on oh, the Tuesday. Well, if, it, if it didn't make the paper, then we got. It. But nah, but that was look uh, again. The times times have changed. Um, back Can then. you do that now, man? No chance. No. Nah. Do you think that's that's missing for football? Or do you think it's a good thing? No, nah, no, nah, it's, it's definitely got to be a good thing. I mean, you it, think it, so? Yeah, in terms of um, the, you know the the level of football, the the amount of games, the preparation that's required. It's changing everywhere, and it? it's not even just in football. That's sport. And it's it's, it's everything. Yeah. It's like even. Well, you, you can do it now, but you're the minority, <clears throat> right? Uh, and whereas back in the day, the majority were, were, you know, that was a culture, and even back 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 then, like the the Walter Smith didn't have to say, by the way. That's not good enough. It was actually managed like so. If you're going to go out and have a drink and you can't train the next mm-hmm. day, or if you have that, that Wednesday off and you come in Thursday and you're off and you're putting in a really ordinary session, mate, you had ten boys going through you. Aye, hundred percent. You had ten Aye. boys going through you saying, "By the way, if that's what if that's a shit that you're going to deliver, don't go out. Aye, don't Aye. go out." So it was kind of managed in house. That's great. Huh? No, I like it. I like it. Um, I've got a tweet here uh, from All Seeing Eye. It says, "Can you ask Craig what do you miss?" Most about your time at Ibrox, I suspect you might have just answered it there. Yeah, I mean, look, the the, the you can you can be retired and, and and you can be away for it, and you still love the game and all that sort of stuff. But what you miss, I don't miss the games, um, but I miss that I miss that dressing room, I miss that buzz, I miss, mm-hmm. I, I miss having your mates, you mm-hmm. know? and that, and the structure. Aye, see, you're talking about the buzz, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, as a fan, old fun week, right? It starts Monday. Sleepless nights, Tuesday, sleepless nights, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's just a torturous week. As a football player, what's it like? As, I mean, you, I mean, you might have a game on a Wednesday and mm-hmm, whatever, mm-hmm. but when does it start to go, fuck, man, the old firm game's coming? Yeah. And how, does it, how does it feel as a player? Are you worried about, are you worried about if you're going to get a game? Is it, and is there a difference? Sorry, I'm asking quite a lot here. No, no. And is there a difference between an old firm game at Ibrox, Parkhead, the build-up? The, the the build up not look not not really but like I said no. you're right a week two weeks it's look you, you know when the old firm game's coming mm-hmm. um, yeah. uh, uh, you know you'll get the normal chit chat that it's like game at a time and and that's cliche and it is true it is true but there, there's always an eye on on, on the old firm game um, and and the build up uh, look. There is a slight difference between the the home game and obviously being away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at at home, you know that you've got every. You know, you know you've got a decent portion behind you um, <laughs> that are going to lift you. And, and does it make a difference? And, oh, huge. Yeah. huge. What's it like? Huge difference. But at the same at the same time, for me, there's no better feeling going away right. and 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 being able to silence so many more. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, you know? like you're going away and it's like you know it's people are, people are giving you a, a hard time and, and and you're under a little bit of pressure and all of a sudden you go up the field and you you, you score away from home an old firm game and it's like man that's that's <laughs> unbelievable that's uh, massive. I want to ask you, you're a Rangers player. How does it feel just being in that tunnel? It could be a European night, old firm, big big game. 
you're standing into an auditory so together. Dun, 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 dun. Music hits, and you're walking. Is that how does that feel? And is that one of the biggest things that you miss? Oh, well, you're, you're, as you're telling that story, I got the hair, hair standing up on the, on the back of my neck there as well, and that's that's exactly what I had whenever I um, had the opportunity to to walk out and, and, and play at Ibrox. It was just, oh. it was an unbelievable, uh, and it was an unbelievable buzz. It's a great stadium, great supporters. Uh, I was, it, it was just amazing. And the bigger the game, you know, obviously the fans are right up for the European nights, played, you know, played some fantastic <coughs> matches without getting to, to the back end of, of European tournaments, played mm. in some wonderful matches where the, the noise was just a, a, different, a different level. Oh, different amazing. level, um, and like I said, in three different teams, we had three different styles of, of, of football. I remember the great night against, uh, I think it was Palmer, 2 0. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, what a night! Uh, what a night, and, and what a great football inside that was. But, but did your fellow Aussie in score that night as well? He scored, he cut inside, didn't he? Cut inside, mm-hmm. um, he's had a shot. I think it was it was slightly deflected, but I think it was, it was himself and Claudio Reyna that scored mm-hmm. that oh, night, 2 right. 0, and that was against a, a, a damn good Palmer side. Did he? Oh, it was, a, it was a team filled with World Cup winners, Aye. past and, and future. Correct. Buffon on goal. Cannavaro was the centre back. Bogosian yep. was the centre back. French World Cup winner. Quality all, all the way through. The what? What was your favourite game of your time at Rangers? Whoa. <laughs> I, know, I mean, this is this is a tough question because there were so many. Yeah, there's just there were so many great. There were so many great nights. Um, obviously, the, the the domestic success, um, old firm games. You know, no matter uh, whether the result didn't go your way, there are always games that you remember because there's always something. Within that game that you remember, Aye. you know, um, Champions League run when we were with, with Bayern Munich, uh, PSV, and Valencia. Mm-hmm. Um, those games, I love that because that was like that was that test at the next level for us. Yeah? That was that was kind of test that you know, you, show them what you can do against a, a really hot group. Um, we started well, unfortunately, you know, that was probably a. a a disappointing uh, end to the to the group. Mikey Moles picking up his his injury, the ACL injury, away to. I mean, we we conceded an early goal in that game. We needed to get a draw, I think, against Bayern Munich. Battered mm. them, battered them. We got beat one nil. Mm-hmm. Oliver Kahn had the game of his life. Yeah, it's, it's, amazing, it's amazing how often it happens. The when I said to my wife, I was coming here today. She knows nothing about football. I said I'm interviewing Craig Moore, and she said. Is that the guy that said, you interviewed him on the pitch at Hamden? And he said, hello to my mum and dad. <laughs> I'll phone you tonight, but I'll be steaming butt. Ah, uh, did and, you do that? And, and, and it was. And, uh, <laughs> I, I remember that, to be fair. And you're the only person probably that will remember that. And I've kind of... I've kind of kept that one quiet for some time. <laughs> <laughs> mate, that, was, that was one of those ones where you... Mate, I'll be young, steaming butt. Uh, <laughs> young... Um, yeah, mate. I mean, enjoying the moment. Probably not the great message that you want to put across mm. after a cup final, but you were you, as high as a kite. But you can't, you can't, you can't take that back, mate. But yeah, I, rem- I remember that. But not, not many people do. Well, they do, <laughs> they do now, maybe. <laughs> I'm You're, sorry about that. I did, <laughs> I did you phone? <laughs> I probably would at some stage. I don't know. <laughs> You've got your boy here. What's your, is it Dylan? Yes, Dylan. Dylan, how are you doing? It's your sell wee man. Yeah, good. Thanks. So yeah. you, if you, you got him at the Rangers, then I. Ah, he's um. He's a Rangers man. Nah, he, he, he loves the Not Rangers. Not a Palace man. No, nah, no, nah, he loves he, he loves the Rangers. Like I says, he's um, his time and his memories. He's born in Scotland. Both the kids yep. were born in Scotland. He was brought up um, obviously following and, and seeing his dad play for Rangers. He was a little bit young at the time, 
managed to. I think he was no, not. I think you were uh, mascot one of the old firm games. Were so, you really? Yeah. Which one? Uh, the one? They won. He's <laughs> like, yeah, we, we won. Yeah, I, it, was, it was a home game. It was at Ibrox, so I, I don't know exactly what the, the score was of that game. But the the photos there, and and obviously, you know, he's had times where he's been out in the, on the pitch after celebrating, uh, you know, winning the league title. So he loves the Rangers. Those old firm games. Who was your favourite opponent, and within those games? Now, nah, I mean, look, my my. my Battles, uh, I guess, with Henrik Larsson were the ones that I, I enjoyed the most. I, there was a there was a, he, a healthy respect there between the the, the, the two of us, um, both competitors. He was for me, a, a, he was probably the best striker I played against. Um, and, and even at international and Champions League level at that time, yeah, because we were probably wow. having more. You know, like you come up against a. a what do you call it, a Van Nistelrooy or, or what have you? It's a kind of it's a, it's a one-off here. Yeah? Like whereas you, you're having a little bit more regular hitouts against. Uh, and, and Larson was the type of player where there was a cunningness to um, to, to Larson in terms of um, the way that he would kind of kid on that he's, he's not really interested. You can have the ball and you can start to build up and all that sort of stuff. But he was always alive. He was always alert, um, and he, he he had the ability to um, just make things happen that made things happen. I remember one of the games at Parkhead where the ball was, was coming in from across and his touch actually should have gone across his, his body to then try and get a shot off. He didn't take a good touch and it kind of just fell um, half a yard to, to his right hand side and he just shriveled and hit it with his left and, and scored an unbelievable goal. And defensively, I'm like, hey, what, what, do, what do you do there? Like, right. It was just right. like he's turned uh, something that, that maybe wasn't to, to plan Right. Into into a positive action, so we we love we lo- I love the jewels that we had against him. Mm. But you had Chris Sutton, you had John Hartson, yeah. so a couple of wrestlers up top. We <laughs> 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 you need them. Yeah. Hey, do you know what? That was one of my. And do you know what? <laughs> Playing at Ibrooks, I played a charity game with you, and it was brilliant to share a dressing room with you, Craig. It was such a brilliant, brilliant day, honestly. You did remember that, eh? My, we had good fun. That was we back in fun. March, March last year. March I think. last year, yeah. I remember it. Craig, can you just talk us through Greedo's miss from that game? <laughs> Fuck you, big old game. Oh, man. Do you remember this? No, I missed that. Man, I must, it couldn't have, been that, it couldn't, have, couldn't have been that bad if I don't remember it, mate. No, oh, you know what? Listen, let's change the You probably assumed that he'd scored it. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I want? To, you know, I want to ask you something, right? This, this goes through my mind, right? I want to ask you this, right? This is what I want. I to love ask stuff you. that goes through your mind. No, but, but I, just, I just like to know this stuff, right? What's it like coming back into a dressing room after an old firm game and Celtic have won? What's the what's the manager? How do the managers react? Do they fucking get that or do they go right, boys? Do you know is it and is, and was there a difference between Eck, Dick, and Walter? You know, was there different? Nah, for, there, there there definitely was. I mean, look, the likes of a, a, a Walter Smith, for example, uh, who has that emotional attachment to Scotland. Um, but if you go in, look, if you lose a, lose an old firm match and you've gone out there and you've performed and you've you've kind of given not not you always give it everything, but sometimes you, you know there's maybe a game where you've just not been at the races, and if you've mm-hmm. not been at the races, there was nobody scarier than Walter Smith coming. Really? Out. Oh my God! And he didn't need to shout. Ah, oh, but he could. He, he, he did uh, shout. Ah, eh? uh, but he could. Archie as well. Uh, Archie, Archie, I, I love Archie to bits, but Archie he he went all the time. So there was kind of... He was non-stop, when, when so you expected it. When, yeah, when somebody goes all the time and you get it from game to game to game to game, it's like right. it's, it's not different. Whereas Walter right. Right. always presents, always calm. But then when he exploded, oh my word. Right. Mate, you would shit yourself. Right. Oh, really? Oh, 
What was the worst? Uh, unbelievable. But I, look, I've seen him when he's when he's had Gaza by the throat pinned up against the wall. Seriously, really? You know, why? Uh, why? It was probably because Gaza um, was being Gaza. Doing, doing what Gaza wanted to do, <laughs> rather right. than what was important for the for the team. And I tell you what, again, you, you, you see the the, the face. Gaza shit himself, and, really? and, and by the way, <laughs> it, it come it come round pretty quickly to realise who was the boss and and oh. what needed to be done. Mm-hmm. So look, Walter had this, he, he had this side, and I, I think um, he didn't have to show it uh, a lot, but I think also that's a sign of good management. Mm-hmm. Right? Like Dick Avocat, different, mm-hmm. uh, great, because Dick Avocat was is more, um, you know, let 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 the, right. that that emotion. Immediately after the game, instead of coming in and maybe saying what what, what you, you want to say and might regret, mm-hmm. mate, let it breathe. Let it breathe. Let it breathe. Mate, we're going to revisit it, mm-hmm. um, and then you know you you'll be highlighted what you've done well or what you haven't done well. You know, I think you were always quite lucky at Rangers with having good goalies. Oh, I mean, look again. People ask me. I mean, Andy Gorham, we know, is an um, unbelievable goalkeeper. Some of the saves, uh, you know, that we've all seen him make. You like that? How did he do that? Oh. Um, I, I played in front of Stefan Kloss. For me, I, I felt Stefan Kloss was that same goalkeeper. Aye. I thought <clears> Stefan Kloss was unbelievable. He was a, he, he was very similar to, to, to in stature in terms of he, <laughs> not, he, not in personality, not, not in personality, <laughs> not in. But he, 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 look, he wasn't again. I never played with a goalkeeper that was going to come and, and and demand his box and, and take crosses and all those kind of things. So Aye. you had to learn how to defend. Aye. But at the same time, you knew that if you got caught defensively and somebody's left one on one with a goalkeeper. Mate, nine times out of ten, they're uh, going to bail you out because they were shit hot. Sorry, I, I always ask about goalies. I was a goalie two, growing up. Time sorry. for two, one more question each. Grid is going to ask you one from, from uh, Twitter. But right. before, before he does that, yeah. let me ask you this one. Who's going to win the Scottish Premiership this season? It's hard okay. to say that. Can yeah, you no, no, because, like, you, look, i I be honest with you. I believe that, that Celtic are going to win the league this year. Next year? I think Rangers will win it next year. Why? Because I think that the the, the gap has, has certainly closed. Um, I believe that if we can start to, and I say we, I'm talking about Rangers. Oh, I, 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 <laughs> if they if they um, can play more games like they did in that last old firm game, for example, you play that game ten games. That was the only time they would have lost that game. Mm-hmm. The other nine, they're winning. Mm-hmm. The, the gap is closer. I think I think Gerard is doing a, an amazing job. I do believe that they'll probably need to spend a little bit again uh, next year. But again, this is my crystal ball moment, Greater. This is what I think. I think that Celtic will, will still be too strong this year. I think that um, it's important and it's a must, actually, that Rangers uh, keep Morelos. That's what I've got to say. Well, got to, I don't think we'll have him next year. Right. I don't think they can let him go because, what, he's 23 now? Mm. Right, so... If he's still scoring goals and he's 24, they're still going to get 20, 30, 40 million, whatever they're going to get for him. Right, But if you, let, if you let him go now... And then hope that you can you can rec- recruit a striker that's going to hit the ground running, which you have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's a big risk. You le- you were stripped to the captain set Rangers, and we know that Ammo was as well. There's a lot of talk about doing that to Tavernier at the moment. Mm-hmm. Would you say that would be the right thing or the wrong thing to do, having been there yourself? I mean, look, I, I, the club have made a decision. The coach has made a decision that uh, that Tavern is the the captain. And for me, look, a captain can be in and out of form, and a captain can can uh, can make a bad decision, or, or he he doesn't take the penalty, or he gives it to Morelos or whatever in the old firm match. Move on, move on. It, it happens. For me, get behind the team, get behind your captain, um, because 
that is the only way that you're going to have somebody that's going to be able to perform and, and, and do the job to the best of their ability. Mm. Just get just get behind it and support it. For me, like I says, I, I think that he's he's the right man for the job. Um, I think he should he should certainly keep the keep the armband, and I've no doubt that he's going to go into bigger and better things with the football mm. club. I've got a question here from Twitter. It's from Brian Gibson, and he asks, "Have you ever done a shift on Bob Malcolm's ice cream van?" It's funny you uh, <laughs> say that. I've not done a shift on it, right? But the last for the wee short minute, drive, la- last last week we were at the the fort in Glasgow, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I've met Big Bob Malcolm. And he's turned up in his ice cream van. You're drunk. He's turned up in his ice cream van, right? And we're um, so we were, just as we were leaving, um, Dylan, you were, you were asking for a couple of the new bottles of Iron Brew. Yeah. What 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 is the, the special edition Iron Brew? Oh, the nineteen zero two. Yeah, nineteen zero one. So we're we're going out. Obviously, going out to the ice cream van, and Dylan's going to go into the <laughs> to the front seat to to get the two bottles of Iron Brew. Right. And Bob's like, "Oh, you wee man, bolt round the <laughs> round, around the side like all my customers." <laughs> <laughs> and hands him the two bottles of I am Brew. Brilliant. And then as he was driving out of the fort, he's got the tunes on. Get your tunes well. on. <laughs> Mate, brilliant. Did but, you get a cone? Did you get a cone? Well, I didn't get a cone, but we've got two bottles of I am Brew. Did he get it for nothing? He did, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and what tune? What tune does Bob Malcolm sing? <laughs> he's been there before. Let's leave him. <laughs> let's, let's keep... Let's let people guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was. Uh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure it was a Disney tune. Like every other ice cream yeah, band. Yeah, Craig, yeah. it's been brilliant to see you here. I have to admit now, we're not in Australia. You've come home to see us, Aye. which we appreciate very much, and I enjoyed your company. That's honestly, it's been great to have you in the studio. Honestly, uh, I looked up to you as a wee boy. It was great to share a dressing with you. That game at Ibrooks, and <laughs> oh, it's been brilliant. an honour for you to be in the studio today. The, 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 today's today. been brilliant. Mate. Thanks so much. And if you get any words to your your fans in Australia, any can you you know I think home and away are six months in advance. You get any oh, mate, spoilers? I'm, from I'm, I must be about six years behind, mate. I've never. I tell you what, the last time I watched that was probably when I lived in Scotland. Is it really? Oh, I, mate, any favourite characters? Is Kylie Minogue still in it? No. Uh, no Is it, you get any favourite characters? No, I, don't, I don't, honestly don't watch them. No. But is, is that is Alf still in it? Is he still in home oh, and away? Alf Stewart. Alf Stewart. I don't know if Alf's done it. Alf. Alf. Is he did? <laughs> Alf and Ailsa. Ailsa. And Ailsa. Because I remember Ailsa died and Alf seen Ailsa as a ghost. Very emotional scene. Oof. Very much like the scene in Coronation Street where Jack Duckworth dies and he sees Vera. And Vera and Jack and they have a dance in the middle of the living room and it would bring a tear to a glass eye. <laughs> so I advise football daft listeners tonight if you've got a spare 10 minutes, please type in Jack Duckworth, Vera. Death scene. <laughs> <laughs> right, this has been a longer goodbye right. than Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> Craig Moore, thank you very much indeed. Great to see you here on Football Daft. Well, that was an incredible episode. I love that Christmas. We better talk about uh, Christmas score for the start. You surprised me by bringing in Craig Moore. I managed to meet uh, Jose Cotongo again. He always puts a smile on my face. It was really great. Great to see Craig Moore again. I'm not seeing him for a long time. Super player. When he tackled you, you stayed tackled. <laughs> Correct. Great to hear his stories about Gaza and his respect for Henrik Larson as well. Really, really. But what a lovely that. guy. 
Ah, great lovely, guy. Lovely, 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 really lovely. Really great guy. Lovely lad. And I hope he gets a wee bit of success down under um, as a football consultant because I'm sure he could be an asset to any team doing there. Yeah, you never know. He might spot the next Craig Moore and, and give them to, to Rangers, maybe even to Celtic. You never know. Yep. I, I suspect the big one more than the other. Right. Um, by the way, our friends at Action for Children, the Scottish charity, have asked us if we can promote their secret Santa. So listen up, everyone. We've been talking about our great Christmases that lie ahead for us with presents, with warm dinners, warm houses, trees and all the rest of it. There are some kids who are in vulnerable situations who don't get a present from Shocking. Santa. It's absolutely horrible. It's heartbreaking. But you can help fix that by being a secret Santa for Action for Children. All you need to do is text WARM, that's W-A-R-M, WARM, to this text number 70175. That's 70175. And if you do that, you'll donate £10 to the Secret Santa Fund. You can also go online to iamsanta.org.uk slash Scotland. That's iamsanta.org.uk slash Scotland to be a Secret Santa for Action for Children. Thank you. So listen, Grado, have a great Christmas, old son. Aye. Um, Enjoy your five minutes off from the pan. I know, that's what I'm going to get. So I'm going to get torn into as much prawn cocktail as possible. Uh, I love a cheese board and all. Love a cheese board. Oh, and who could knock uh, you for who that? Could, who could knock me for that? So as I say, I'm off to perform again. And uh, I'll see you in the new year. And make sure if you are a football daft listener, I am. for the next for the next couple of weeks, football daft are going to be releasing best of episodes. Are those the, the ones where your throat's working? Aye. <laughs> uh, there's going to be a mixture of you uh, in there. Ewan's going to be in some. Listen, can I say a special thank you uh, to you and to producer John oh, for looking after me while I've been standing in for you and Cameron. And by the way, yeah. Ewan, hearts are knackered. They're going down. <laughs> but yeah. Don't let that worry you. So, but I just want to say it's the last Football Daft official you know, live episode. Thanks very much for everybody that's listened to the show that's tweeted and left his reviews. Um, I've really, really enjoyed doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got to meet some of my heroes, and I've got to have such a good time with meeting lovely people, and I've got to feel up quite a few yeah. famous folk as well. So, I enjoyed that. Uh, thanks very much for listening. Hopefully, 2020, we can bring you more. Listen, have a great panto. Uh, we'll see you in the new year, but remember the best of, the best of over the next couple of weeks. Listen out for that. Yep. Thank you very much for making me feel so welcome here on the Football Daft Podcast in 2019. We'll see you in 2020. David, you've been football. Grado, you've been daft. It's your This is 4Network.